for Thursday, December 23rd, it's the early word from the WNYC Newsroom. Hi there, I'm Isaac Davy Aronson with a look at this morning's top news, the day ahead, and reporting highlights from the WNYC News team. Coming up, a whirlwind lame duck session comes to an end in Congress, and more trouble for the most expensive show in Broadway history. We start with this morning's top headlines just ahead. The Early Word is a production of WNYC Radio. You can support this podcast by making a donation at WNYC.org, where you can also get the latest updates on this morning's headlines on the news page. After years of lobbying from first responders and elected officials, Congress has passed the James Zadroga 9-11 Health and Compensation Bill. The compromise measure paves the way for more than $4 billion in health care and compensation for New Yorkers sickened by toxic dust from the World Trade Center attacks. That's $3 billion less than the version of the bill that failed to make progress in the Senate earlier this month. But Majority Leader Harry Reid says that's okay. We didn't get everything we wanted, but always remember... Legislation is the art of compromise. This is $4.3 billion better than nothing. And that $4.3 billion will cover health care and compensation programs for the next five years. The initial Zadroga bill would have provided $7.4 billion for at least twice as long. Staten Island's Jill Fenwick says she's disappointed in the reduction. The funding was cut quite a bit, basically almost in half. And that will have to go back in five years again, the way Congressman Eshoo of California put it that they're asking us to go back with a tin cup in our hand begging for more. Fenwick says she's experienced a range of chronic illnesses since being caught in a dust plume near the World Trade Center on 9-11. It's unclear how many like her will seek compensation or free health care under the Zadroga bill. Some 70,000 people are on the World Trade Center health registry. But WNYC's Fred Mogul says not all of them are expected to take advantage of the Zadroga bill's benefits. A smaller number, tens of thousands, perhaps 30,000 people, have have undergone medical treatment in the last few years, and those are considered the more likely applicants. Uh, this would set up a system uh, similar to the first victim's compensation fund. That fund, administered by Special Master Ken Feinberg, was closed more than six years ago. Ever since, New York lawmakers, from Mayor Bloomberg to Senator Schumer to the regional congressional delegation, have lobbied for the Zadroga bill. President Obama has said he'll sign it into law. The 9-11 health bill capped an extraordinarily productive lame duck session. President Obama signed a repeal of the military's don't ask, don't tell policy, making good on a campaign promise to end the ban on gays serving openly in the armed forces. The Senate also ratified a nuclear treaty with Russia, one of Obama's top foreign policy priorities. The president says it shows Washington is not doomed to gridlock. I think it's fair to say that this has been the most productive post-election period we've had in decades. The president acknowledged some disappointments, including the failure of the DREAM Act, which would have provided a legal path to citizenship for young immigrants. Turning to other matters, both New Jersey and New York will have to redraw their congressional districts to accommodate their shrinking congressional delegations after new census data came out this week. But as WNYC's Bob Henley reports, each state's process is different. For New Jersey, which lost one seat, there's not a lot of controversy about the process. A congressional redistricting commission in place since the 1960s is made up of six Democrats, six Republicans, and a 13th nonpartisan tiebreaker. But in the past, the outcome has been challenged in federal court and could be this time as well. 
In New York, which is losing two of its 29 seats, the very process for the map making is a burning controversy. Historically, the democratically controlled assembly drew boundaries that reinforced its hold on that house, while the Republicans who controlled the Senate did the same for their body. A group led by former Mayor Ed Koch is pushing for legislation to create a nonpartisan redistricting panel it contends would make races more competitive. For WNYC, I'm Bob Henley. An Albany judge will hear arguments today over whether the state education commissioner, David Steiner, acted illegally in approving Kathy Black as the city's next school's chancellor. As WNYC's Beth Fertig reports, three different groups have challenged the action. The three lawsuits were brought by a total of 16 parents from around the city and one public school teacher. They argue that state law requires a chancellor to have specific education experience. Black's background is as an executive in publishing. But Education Commissioner Steiner agreed with Mayor Bloomberg's argument that New York City requires a strong manager for its schools, and he noted that Black agreed to appoint a seasoned chief academic officer. The petitioners, though, say a waiver shouldn't be granted to Black based on someone else's experience. They also claim there's no way around the law's requirement that a chancellor hold a master's degree. Black is scheduled to take office on January 3rd, so the judge will have to decide quickly if there's any merit to the claims. For WNYC, I'm Beth Fertig. Holiday travelers are having mixed experiences at JFK Airport, depending on where they're going. The snow that's disrupted airports in Europe has delayed people, like Anton Folk, who was on his way to London. It's been pretty bad. I was supposed to go to Heathrow, and the weather canceled all the flights, so now I'm in New York. Folk says the snow caused him to lose a day of time with his family. Alexandra Bresny was at JFK for a flight to Paris. She was concerned about Europe's weather earlier in the week, but she was optimistic she could fly out of New York yesterday. The weather is good, so I hope it will be the same when I get there. As of late last night, no significant delays have been reported for domestic flights at JFK, LaGuardia, or Newark airports. Taking a look at today's calendar, President Obama is finally on his way to Hawaii for the holidays. And I bet he's glad he delayed his scheduled Saturday departure because yesterday he got to crow about a raft of accomplishments. Obama will join Michelle, Malia and Sasha and the dog Bo, who were already in Hawaii. Meanwhile, Congress finally gets to go home after a marathon lame duck session. The Labor Department releases weekly jobless claims today, while the Commerce Department reports November data for new home sales, durable goods, and personal income and spending. And Mayor Bloomberg will join Senators Charles Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand, Representatives Carolyn Maloney, Peter King, and Gerald Nadler, and first responders near the World Trade Center site to celebrate passage of the 9-11 health bill. Just a few of the things happening this Thursday. It appears Spider-Man the Musical is still Spider-Man the Cursed. Last night's show was canceled three hours before curtain. Producers say they needed time to implement new safety regulations mandated by the New York State Department of Labor. Actor Patrick Page, who plays the Green Goblin, tried to appease the crowd outside the theater. You know, one of our actors was hurt on Monday, so we got to make sure the other guy really is up to speed. And yeah. you know, but he was a professional uh, stuntman. 
Page and other actors signed playbills and apologized to ticket holders who can get refunds at the box office or from Ticketmaster. Lisa Nicolaisen came in from New Jersey for last night's show and said this was the second time she needed to switch her tickets. This morning they said that the show would be on and I know that they had a lot of problems and they said that they were going to be ready for today and they weren't. So it's just really frustrating that I had to find out two hours before the show starts that it's canceled. The show has been plagued by cast injuries, most recently Monday's over 20-foot fall of stuntman Christopher Turney, who was hospitalized in serious condition. Performances are scheduled to resume with an understudy this evening. Isn't it rich? Are we a Speaking of Broadway, this is Elaine Stritch singing Send in the Clowns, of course, in the 1973 A Little Night Music. The Tony Award-winning Broadway production had several revivals, including the current production that opened with Catherine Zeta-Jones as Desiree in December of 2009. The play temporarily closed when the Hollywood star left the cast last June, and now it's closing for good in January. A Little Night Music is one of more than a dozen Broadway productions ending next month. Others include Fela, Next to Normal, and West Side Story. To see a list of Broadway shows closing soon, click on culture at wnyc.org. Just when I stopped opening doors Car mon rêve c'était vous Je and we'll wrap up with the gig alert, our look at tonight's music scene. This is the music of Les Chaux Lapins. That's French for The Hot Rabbits, a band made up of Meg Reichardt and Kurt Hoffman. The two Americans are dedicated to resurrecting classic French chansons from the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. On their banjo ukuleles, they interpret the old-time pop music of Edith Piaf and Charles Trenet. Les Chaux Lapins play tonight at Barbez in Brooklyn. To download this song, head to our culture website. Just click on culture at wnyc.org. And you can learn more about all the stories you heard here, download more podcasts, and go in-depth with our reporters on the news blog. It's all at our website, wnyc.org. You can hear us there 24 hours a day, as well as on the air at 93.9 FM and AM 820. The Early Word is a production of the WNYC Newsroom, where the managing editor is Karen Frillman, the executive producer is Giselle Regatau, news editor is Julianne Welby, the economics editor is Charlie Herman, our arts and culture maven is Abby Fentress-Swanson, WNYC's senior executive producer for news is John Keefe. The Early Word is produced by me. I'm Isaac Davy Aronson. Lance Lucky will be in for me tomorrow. Have a great day and a very Merry Christmas. <laughs>